With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Cincy 360. About Cincinnati from Cincinnati. On ESPN 1530. Here's James Rapine and Mo Egger. I'm James Rapine. Mo out today. This is Cincy 360. It's great to be with you on this Thursday. Doug Gray. RedsMinorLeagues.com coming up in about 15 minutes from right now. We're going to check in with him because no one knows the Reds minor league system better than Doug. And I want to figure out what they're going to do at the deadline, what they're going to move, what they should consider keeping. And that includes Nick Senzel, who um, my partner here on Cincy 360 Mo's written about the idea that the Reds could potentially trade Nick Senzel. So we'll get to that coming up at 1220. Weather's perfect today, by the way. Um, what wasn't perfect was last night. <laughs> last night was dreadful as Jimmy Sandy, the I, I guess we can say it. He's, he's our producer, but he's our Cleveland fan. He's our Cleveland sports fan, and he's smiling ear to ear. It's almost like the Browns won a game or something. Uh, the Indians destroy the Reds 19-4. to They were up 17 to nothing at one point yesterday. Had a nine-run inning in the third, and it was really – there was never a contest. It was never in doubt, even though the Reds did put four on the board at the, Hey, they outscored him four to two after it was 17 to nothing. Um, look, just real quick before I get into Homer Bailey, I want to talk about Homer Bailey and the, the news that came out towards the end of Mo's show yesterday. The reality with yesterday is it happens sometimes in baseball. It's not a big deal. Tyler Malley struggled a bit. It's okay. All right. It's okay. He was really hot going into yesterday, and as Jimmy put it, maybe the Indians were mad that they gave up a four-run lead in the ninth. Maybe they were mad that they lost two out of three to a team that, well, they sh- probably shouldn't have lost two out of three to. So the Reds, 41-52 and 52 on the season. They're off today. And uh, I thought this was interesting. I'm James Rapine. This is Cincy 360. Yesterday, Homer Bailey, what's going to happen with him? Is he coming out of the bullpen? Is he what's he going to do when he's healthy again? Because right now he's in AAA. He's made some rehab starts. Well, Bobby Nightingale of the Enquirer caught up with Reds general manager Nick Crawl, and here's what Nick Crawl had to say. He said we thought that this was his best role moving forward. He is a starter. We just wanted to see if he could relieve before the AAA All Star break, and he decided it was best if we left him. Or, and yeah, and he or we decided it was best if we left him as a starter. So that's the Reds general manager. Homer Bailey, starting pitcher, expected to make two more rehab starts and then come back up for the Reds and join the rotation. And Reds Twitter melted down. And uh, I don't blame you. That was my reaction too. Why the hell is Homer Bailey going to get back into a rotation that, let's be honest, since he's been gone, has been light years better? And naturally, you can argue, oh, well, they're going to trade Matt Harvey, and I'm expecting them to trade Matt Harvey. You're expecting them to trade Matt Harvey. The whole world is expecting them to find something of value in return for Matt Harvey, a guy they got for Devin Mesoraco just a few months ago, and has pitched relatively well here for Cincinnati. So there's the natural spot. There's the natural, oh, he can just slide right in 
back into the rotation. That's fine. Look, I'm not going to freak out about it, but it does concern me. It concerns me big picture-wise. Why? Well, because that means that Robert Stevenson isn't going to get into the rotation, potentially. If Homer Bailey's the guy, then Robert Stevenson's left in AAA, or Robert Stevenson is traded. This guy's a former first-round pick. This guy's a former, uh, he was once upon a time the best pitching prospect in the Reds organization. And so let's check the status of the rebuild. This season's gone well over the past few months. The Reds are hot. The, the rebuild seems to be working. And the, the cherry on top would have been getting a Robert Stevenson in the rotation by the end of July and getting to see him in August and September, getting a couple months to see what Stevenson could offer at the major league level. And instead, what the Reds are telling you is pretty simple. They don't think he's ready. They're not high on Robert Stevenson. Think about it. When the general manager comes out and says that Homer Bailey, they tried him in the bullpen, and they think that his best role is a starter, it's not because Homer Bailey's that good, that he's wowing people in AAA. And I I can ask Doug Gray this coming up at 1220. But it's not that at all. It's not a Bailey thing. This reflects more on Robert Stevenson. And what he's done or hasn't done, and he has pitched better, at least numbers-wise, for the Reds recently, for AAA Louisville recently for the Bats. But for some reason, the Reds aren't confident in him. And that, to me, is the more troubling part. Not that Homer Bailey's going to get back in the rotation. Fine, whatever. The Reds aren't making the playoffs. That's fine. He can be in the rotation. They're paying him a lot of money. But I don't want him in the rotation if I can get a guy like Robert Stevenson in there So what has Stevenson done or not done that's led the Reds' front office to say, you know what, I think we should bring up Homer. I think Homer should be the fifth guy in the rotation, not Robert Stevenson, not the former number one pitching prospect in our organization. No, not that guy, not the guy that we need to make a decision on, the guy that's old and injured and past his prime and not going to deliver at all on his contract and hasn't stayed healthy in years and years and years. And on it, like, think about it. The last time Homer Bailey stayed healthy was 2013. Like, relatively healthy and pitch, pitching at a high level. And they, they're bringing him up instead of Robert Stevenson. I think that says more about Robert Stevenson than it does Homer Bailey. And then that questions, what's the status of the rebuild? It shows you they're definitely, they need a starter. At least one. Maybe two. Who knows? I see a Sal Romano. I like him. I see Anthony Discofani. I like it. Outside of yesterday, Tyler Malley's pitched very well this season, and sometimes you get knocked around. Luis Castillo, I think he's part of the future. Homer Bailey's not. I was hoping maybe Robert Stevenson would be the guy that you could come in and you could get a, a look at him. Let's say he'd get 10 starts or eight starts after they trade Matt Harvey, and you just get a chance to see what he could do. And maybe that still happens. Maybe Homer Bailey gets injured in his first start. Wouldn't be crazy. Wouldn't be shocking. I would be very much, uh, no one would be surprised if Homer Bailey got hurt or got dinged around and they decided to move on. But this idea that Homer Bailey in the rotation is such a bad thing because Homer Bailey sucks at baseball or because he can't play anymore, that's not how I look at it. I look at it as, well, damn, how bad is Robert Stevenson that a guy who's been injured since 2013 that a guy who's struggled at times, even in AAA during his rehab starts, 
is still going to find his way back in, a ro- in the rotation up here with the Reds. That's concerning to me. How did that guy beat out the former top prospect, top pitching prospect in the organization? That's what concerns me. I'm James Rapine. This is Cincy 360 on ESPN 1530. You can tweet me at James Rapine. Also, email me, James Rapine at ESPN 1530.com. We're going to play Would You Rather after we talk with Doug Gray of RedsMinorLeagues.com coming up at around uh, 1220 or so. Um, the other thing that is interesting, and I was thinking about this, and Dan Hoard tweeted this out after they came back down 4 nothing. that epic comeback against the Indians that we're going to remember for a long time. He tweeted basically that the Reds are a starter away. They get like an, and not just a starter, an ace away. They could be a legitimate playoff contender. And for the most part, I get what he's saying and I see it. I still have concerns though. Let's say they did get that 23-year-old, I don't know, guy that, that ha- is under control for five more years or four more years and projects to be an ace or projects to be a really good starter or has major league experience and has played well so far in his major league career. Let's say they do that, and I, I would expect that to happen this offseason, not really the trade deadline. I think they'll try. I just think it's easier. Not that it's easy. Easier to get a deal done like that in the offseason versus in the middle of the season because, let's be honest, if you have one of those guys in your – uh, in your ball club or in your team or on your team or in your organization, you're going to keep them around. And so looking at that, let's say they do that. Does that mean that Jose Peraza is the guy at shortstop? Maybe. Maybe it does. But that's a question I have. Does that mean that Billy Hamilton is sticking around in center? Is that your guy long term? I don't think they can continue the outfield the way it is. I like Shebler. He's hitting relatively well. Seventh best average on the team. Jesse Winker, I think he's an outfielder of the future. Those two, I think, can hang around. Even though they're flawed, I think they can hang around and be part of the playoff Reds. Billy Hamilton's hot and cold. He can be great. He can be awful at times. He's obviously great in the field all the time. Adam Duvall's hitting 201. I think this team needs another outfielder because the reality is if you have Jose Peraza, who's going to hit around 270, but his his on-base percentage isn't going to be sky high. You have him, that's fine. You can do that on a playoff team. But can you have him and then a platoon of Adam Duvall who's hitting 200 and either hits a home run or doesn't hit? Have a guy like Billy Hamilton who has his hot and cold streaks, his average is up to around 235, which we're excited about that it's up that high. On a playoff team. I just, I don't think you can. So it'll be interesting to see, and we've talked about this some, Dick Williams said how the budget's going to, uh, the payroll might go up a bit. And, and Mo and I went back and forth about that on yesterday's show. The reality is I think they need an outfielder too. And so if you need an outfielder, a guy who can be just solid all around, like a pretty good defender, pretty good hitter, pretty good power to play center field. Maybe that guy's in the minor league system. I'm going to ask Doug Gray that, too, because I don't know. Maybe that guy can be had for less than I think. But I think those are the two pieces. I think you need a center fielder, and I think you need an ace. And that could mean trading Jeanette. That could mean trading Nick Senzel. That could mean trading both. That could mean trading Adam Duvall or Matt Harvey, which I think they're going to deal Matt Harvey. That's safe to say. But this Reds team between now 
and next season, it will be really interesting to see the moves they make. You're going to have to give up some of these players. They're not just one guy away. Are they closer than, than they've been throughout the rebuild to being a contender, as in a playoff contender? I think so. I think the rebuild, for the most part, has worked. They need that one to two to three moves that are going to push them over the hump. The two to three trades, the, the two trades and a signing, something like that that is going to get them to that next level. That could happen between now and July 31st. That could happen this offseason. It'll be interesting to see what Dick Williams does, what Nick Crawl does. But to me, I'm bummed out. And Mo mentioned this yesterday. I'm bummed out about the Robert Stevenson thing. Maybe they try to... Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Trade him. Maybe they do. I wonder what his value is. A former number one pitching prospect in the Reds organization. A guy who seems to have all the skills. Uh, his minor league manager a couple of years ago questioned his work ethic. You just wonder what he would get in return, what some of these guys would get in return. And I think it's really interesting. And I always find myself going back to that. Yesterday, the Reds were down 17 to nothing. And I was like, okay, fine. They're going to lose. <laughs> right? Breaking news. If you're down 17 to nothing in baseball, you're going to lose. By the way, Jimmy, don't smile too much. The Browns will never have a 17 to nothing lead on the Bengals. You can book that 17 to nothing. Get out of here. The Reds won the series anyway. Jimmy Sandy laughing, our resident Cleveland fan. Um, but, but overall, this team is closer than it has ever been. The next few weeks and then the months following the season are going to determine how good they can be next year. And it'll be interesting to see who they move. It's going to be painful. They might trade Scooter. They might not. They might trade their top prospect in the organization. They're going to have to trade some guys that fans react to and say, oh, did you really have to give them up? If they do that, they might get value in return. We'll see. I'm James Erpine. This is Cincy 360. Breakman says, who's in charge of Redsland? It sounds like the players are in charge, not management. Giving Bailey what he wants at the expense of the team in the future? No, see, that's the thing. Is I don't think they're giving Bailey what he wants. I mean, obviously he wants to start, but I don't think that's their logic behind it. That's their reason behind it. I don't think that at all. I think the Reds, and again, it says more to me about Robert Stevenson and how they feel about him that the plan is to promote Homer Bailey to the rotation, to put him back in the five-man rotation and have him pitch every fifth day than it does about Bailey getting what he wants. It's, it's a bummer with Stevenson. I was excited to, uh, to see him with the Reds, and maybe it'll still happen. Who knows? Maybe this is just Nick Crawl playing a game and getting the – the word out who knows what happens but if this is the plan if the the plan is to pitch homer bailey and put him back up in the rotation after two triple a rehab starts two more and keep robert stevenson in triple a what's that say what's that say about stevenson it's not good up next we'll figure out what's going on with robert stevenson if it's good i thought it was good he had just pitched well he had 12 strikeouts went six innings last week 
everything was going well. I thought, oh, man, he's surging. He's going to get up here to the bigs. We're going to get to see him for the, the last couple months of the season after they trade Matt Harvey. And instead, we might be looking at Homer Bailey again. I'll ask Doug Gray, RedsMinorLeagues.com, about Nick Senzel, about this Homer Bailey fiasco and how Robert Steven fits into it and so much more. I'm James Erpine, Doug Gray, next on Cincy 360. Now, Cincy 360 resumes. Brought to you by Safe Auto. Give us three minutes, save up to 25% on ESPN 1530, Cincinnati's sports station. I'm James Erpine. This is Cincy 360. Mo out today. We do it every single weekday, noon to one here on ESPN 1530. Just a quick reminder, you can listen to every single show on the iHeartRadio app and it's podcasted. Every single show podcasted at ESPN 1530. Dot com. Let's stick with the Reds. Let's talk about uh, the idea that Homer Bailey will be back in the rotation. Robert Stevenson, who seemed to be surging. It seemed like he was going to join the rotation after the Reds traded Matt Harvey, which seems inevitable at this point. Let's uh, get perspective on it from Doug Gray, RedsMinorLeagues.com. Follow him on Twitter at DougDirt24. Doug is with us now. Doug, I appreciate the time, man. How you doing? I'm pretty good, James. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing well. What, what's going on? I, I think that the idea that uh, Nick Craw, the Reds general manager, saying that Homer Bailey is going to join the rotation following two more rehab starts in Louisville says more about Robert Stevenson than it does about Homer Bailey. Am I crazy? I mean, you, you might be crazy, but you might not be, too. <laughs> I, I think that there's a lot of ways you can look at this. One is the way that you're looking at it. Uh, two could be, hey, maybe maybe Bob Castellini isn't willing to say, I'm going to pay this guy $38 million over the next two years to not pitch in the rotation. I mean, that's, I mean the red home office decided he's going to go to the bullpen. And last time he pitched in AAA Louisville was out of the bullpen. And he got a full five days rest before that bullpen stint. And then immediately afterwards, without really seeing how he would recover, how his body would recover, making another bullpen uh, appearance a day or two later, they decided he's no longer in the bullpen. That seems a little bit weird to me from a baseball perspective. I mean, he had a, he had a full five days rest, so it's not like he was pitching on no rest and it was you know they knew his his arm wasn't going to recover because you know he hadn't done that before. This is the same amount of rest, and he threw two innings as he, you know like he would as a starter. So I don't know. That that just seems weird to me that they made that decision based off of one bullpen outing where he was on full starter's rest. Doug, last time we talked, we, were, we discussed Robert Stevenson and how he was heating up a bit. Uh, tell our listeners how Stevenson has done recently in AAA. I mean, I, I think he's done pretty well down there. You know, his last outing, um, he struck out, you know, 12 batters. Um, you know, the control, it, you know, with Robert Stevenson, that's always going to be the question until he proves otherwise. And as of late, over his past five starts, it's been pretty good. Uh, but the two starts before that, I mean, he walked four guys in each start. Uh, there, there's still some struggles there when you look, you know, over the last month and a half. But right now he's pitching very, very well. And, you know, I've mentioned it before, he's out of options at the end of this year. Um, and if you still want to believe that Robert Stevens is going to be a starter in the future, and I'm not willing to give up on that. I, I know that some people are. I'm not. I, I see enough out of him that I think that he's still got what it takes to be a starting pitcher. That you have to take the time between now and the end of the year to find out if he's going to be that guy next year or not. And I'd rather that not be in September when he's not facing everyday major league lineups because you don't get the same kind of information when only 
six of the guys in the lineup are major leaguers. Yeah, and that's a good point there. And and the other thing I think with with Stevenson and how this is going, and Mo talked about this yesterday, is there a chance that they could consider trading him? What kind of trade value would a guy like Stevenson have? I mean, I, I think everybody realistically is on the table. I mean, I don't think they're going to trade Suarez. I don't think they're going to trade Votto. But I think anybody else is on the table in the right kind of deal. And I think that Robert Stevenson right now, I mean, he's a guy that I think other teams could be interested in, but the trade value probably isn't all that high. Now, there is some value there. He's got a great arm. Um, if a team wants to, quote-unquote, buy him as a reclamation project, so to speak, um, you know, I, I think teams would be interested. I don't think he's going to carry a deal, but if he is a, a toss-in to add value to a deal with someone else, being the headliner, I, I think you could, you could see that happen, and it would bring value to the Reds if they wanted to go down that road. With that said, kind of given how the Reds rotation has played out the last couple of years, and I think that for the most part um, they've been relatively healthy this year. I know that you know Homer Bailey is injured right now, and it took a while to get DiScofani back, but for the most part the guys have been healthy this year. But the previous few years we've seen what's happened, and the Reds have needed so many different options of starting pitcher that I don't think the Reds would just toss him into any old trade. There would have to be a legitimate reason to toss in Robert Stevenson because he does provide that depth for you. We're talking with Doug Gray, RedsMinorLeagues.com. Doug is on Twitter, at DougDirt24. Uh, D- Doug, it's, th- th- there's so much I want to talk to you about. I, I do think that this is interesting, the-, the idea that the Reds could not go all in but look this offseason, and I think it would be more likely this offseason, by trading some of their uh, – better assets and getting a all-in number one ace-type player, ace-type prospect uh, to pitch and kind of lead the rotation through this rebuild and into contention. Uh, do you think they have the, the prospects to get something like that done, and do you think that's something that they realistically could do this offseason? I mean, they absolutely have the prospects. It's whether or not they're going to be willing to bite that bullet and trade them. Um, you know, I, I personally believe that right now, Nick Senzel, Hunter Green, and Taylor Trammell are all top 25 prospects in all of baseball. You can get just about anybody on the trade market with that package of players. Um, now, whether it makes sense for the Reds to do that and whether the right kind of player is even going to be available to make that happen is a completely different question. Um, now, you know, Nick Senzel plays a position, or two positions, I guess, where he's kind of blocked right now. Uh, you know, Scooter Jeanette, at least for right now, he's still a Red. And he's still performing well. I know he hasn't been playing quite to the same level over the last month or so, but, you know, on the season, he's pretty much the same exact guy he was last year, and he was pretty darn good last year, pretty darn good this year. Uh, You know, over at third base, again, Suarez isn't going anywhere. Um, So right now, you know, there's not really a place for Nixon Zell to play. If, If they decide that, you know, hey, we're closer than we thought we were because of how we've played lately, uh, you know, if, if Nick Senzel is the guy that's going to get you that ace, that true number one type guy at the top of your rotation, and that guy's got a little bit of control. Now, who that pitcher is, I'm not sure. There's probably a few guys that potentially could fit that mold. You know, maybe it makes sense for the Reds to do that. I mean, we've seen them do that in the past. Uh, they went out and got a Matt Latos a couple of years ago, trading tons of top prospects for him. Um, you know, it. It kind of makes sense if you want to look at it like that. I'm not sure that I would do that. Um, but, you know, it, it's certainly something that I think the Reds could at least take a look at. Doug, as, as far as this team goes and how close they are to getting past the rebuild and getting into the playoffs or contending for a playoff spot, do you think 
that with, uh, I guess, the right move in the rotation for 2019, that Billy Hamilton, and he's playing better right now, but can Billy Hamilton be the center fielder, an everyday player on a playoff contender? Yeah, of course he can. I, I don't think he's the most ideal candidate, but if the rest of your team is good, then yes. Um, I, I think that right now, you know, I would be looking for an upgrade in center field, and that's nothing against Billy Hamilton. He's very good at what he's good at, but even though he's been hitting a little bit better of late, he's still not a very good hitter. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't mean to try and speak badly of Billy Hamilton, uh, but, I mean, he's, he's six years into his major league career, and he's never really hit. Um, and for all the good that he does defensively and on the bases, I mean, I, I think that it's, it's fair to say that he isn't, he's not a good hitter. And I, I think that if you're going to truly contend, and I don't just mean, you know, contend for a wild card, if you're going to be a true contender, you really don't want to have true weak spots on your team. And I think that Billy Hamilton's offense is one of those things. Yeah, and to me, I think you could deal with, with Billy if he's the only one. And I, I like Peraz, Jose Peraza, and I think he's been uh, pretty uh, – he's delivered so much or, or so far this season – at least what we would have expected. But I don't think you can have a, a Billy Hamilton, uh, Adam Duvall in the lineup here and there, and a guy like Jose Peraza. It just To me, they're, those are the guys that if you can find upgrades at those positions, you do so. And I think it's probably more likely that they find one in center field versus shortstop because I, I don't think there's many shortstops, at least in the organization, that could replace a guy like Jose Peraza. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah, you know, when, when you look at the depth chart in the minor leagues, there, there's not really a shortstop closely uh, available right now. Now, there's not exactly a, a center fielder beating down the door either. Uh, you have to go down to Daytona before you get to Taylor Trammell um, for a guy who's hitting right now and can also play center field. Now, Jose Series in A, and he's doing okay power-wise. Uh, you know, defense, he's there, but he's hitting about 200 and striking out 40% of the time right now. Now, granted, it's early in his his double-A career. He just got promoted a couple of weeks ago, but he's not ready right now to step into that role. Um, you know, I, I think that the, the trade market would have to be there. And, you know, if the Reds wanted to get really creative, you know, you, you can always try and slide Scott Shebler over there and see what happens. We, we saw what happened when the Reds put Shinsu Chu in center field a couple of years ago. Now, the starting pitching was much better back then, and so you, you didn't really need the defense quite as much as you need it now. Um, but we, we've seen when you have a a below average to arguably one of the worst defensive center fielders every day playing out there. They can still hit, and the rest of your team is good. You can make that happen and still win a bunch of ball games. Doug Gray, RedsMinorLeagues.com, is with us today on ESPN 1530. I'm James Erpine. Mo out. This is Cincy 360. Uh, Doug, I, w- I want to play a game, and I didn't preface you on this, but, but we'll see uh, what you think. As far as the trade goes, I- I'll name a player – and given his value or his performance, you tell me whether or not if you were the GM, you would consider not consider trading him, but how realistic it would be for a trade. Is that all right? Yeah, let's let's do it. All right, let's let's start with Billy Hamilton. We've been talking about him. Would you would you keep or move Billy? I'd be looking to move him. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I, I totally agree. What about Matt Harvey? You deal him? Absolutely. There's, there's no question. <laughs> All right, let, let's go with one of the harder ones, Scooter Jeanette. I would move him. You would? So what, I would. What kind of trade value do you think a guy like – he's the one that's so – it's tough for me because he was a guy that they got off the scrap heap. I didn't expect him to deliver last year's numbers this season, and he's even better, and he's in the All-Star game. What do you think Scooter Jeanette's worth on the trade market? I mean, I, I think you can get a back-end top 100 prospect and then another guy who has potential that's not quite, you know, a, maybe not a top 10 organizational guy, but a guy who has potential to be that guy down the road. And, you know, just given his, his market, um, you know, uh, like you said, it, it's tough to kind of figure out exactly what he's worth, but the Reds have so many options at second base, and he's only got a year and a half left. I, I just think it makes too much sense to try and get some value for him right now because you do have those other options. I do think that with Jeanette, it, let's say they hold on to him and he starts the season next year with the Reds. That value by the deadline next year when they do want Senzel up here, let's say they hold on to Senzel as well. When they want Senzel up here, it is not going to be. His value is not going to be anywhere near where it is now. So if you're talking about just a, t a top 100 prospect now and another guy, Next year, you're not going to get much at all. You're talking about, I think, it would be pennies on the dollar for a guy like Scooter Jeanette, who probably will regress next season. I don't know that for sure. I just I don't know if he can lead the league in hitting next year as well. Yeah, I, I, I think you're, you're mostly right there. Now, you, you never know how the, how the uh, trades are going to work out because, you know, if, if Scooter Jeanette is doing roughly what he's done the last two years next year and he's really the only second baseman on the market and somebody really needs a second baseman, that changes the dynamics big time. But you can't really count on that happening either. Yeah, and, and that, that'll be the interesting thing. What about a, a guy like Rasiel Iglesias? I think that that's, that that's another interesting one. I think he would get the most back in return, but obviously it would be painful to let him go. Uh, yeah, I would not actively be trying to trade him, but I also would listen to offers. Uh, I, I just think that with the team control he's got and how good he is, there's no reason to trade him just because. Uh, unless somebody's going to give you – more than you believe he's worth, I hold on to him. Do you think, because I think if you package maybe a couple of these guys, because I know Matt Harvey can't have a ton of value, but he's got some. Billy Hamilton can't have a ton of value, but he's got some. I think the idea of packaging a guy like Billy, who I, I think would have value to a contender as, as a fourth outfielder, kind of a gadget guy that comes in in the middle of the game and plays great defense down the stretch, and a starter, obviously, like Matt Harvey, if you package them together, they might have more value than if you trade them separately for spare parts. It's possible you have to find the right team that needs both, and that, that may be the more difficult part. Uh, well, well, I do think that you're right that Billy Hamilton could be a, a very valuable player for certain teams coming off the bench defensively, pinch running, things like that. It, it may also limit your market if you're trying to work those two together in the same deal. He's Doug Gray. Follow him on Twitter at DougDirt24. Let our listeners know, Doug, what you got right now on RedsMinorLeagues.com. Well, I put up a whole bunch of thoughts on the Homer Bailey to remain a starter. Um, <laughs> there's some video of the Reds' second-round pick, Lion Richardson, up. Um, he had his best start of his career last night. Um, and, yes, that, that's kind of what's up there today. But, I mean, every day we've got, we've got new stuff about what's going on down on the farm system. Doug, I'll make sure I check it out. Again, that's RedsMinorLeagues.com. I appreciate the time as always, man. Enjoy, uh, enjoy tonight. Enjoy your weekend because I probably won't talk to you before tomorrow. <laughs> All right, take care, James. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Doug. That's good stuff from Doug Gray, RedsMinorLeagues.com. I'm James Rapine, and this is Cincy 360.
Mo out today. We'll get to what one national radio host said about the Bengals. He is low on the Bengals. We'll hear that coming up in quick hits in around 15 minutes or so. But first, let's play Would You Rather. It's time to play Would You Rather on ESPN 1530. With Mo out today, that means that means Jimmy Sandy is in. And it's funny, Jimmy, you get to talk today on a day after the Indians beat down the Reds. And obviously, you're, you're big into Cleveland sports. It's funny that uh, you didn't talk the two days the Reds beat down the Indians. No. You do it on the day that the Indians, <laughs> after the Indians beat the Reds. don't get much time to talk about that stuff. So, so lucky you. You get to gloat here. Here, I'll give you 10 seconds. Gloat about how you, you guys took one of three from the Reds. One of three. The Reds didn't even score 19 runs in the series. Doesn't matter. They won two games. <laughs> We're going to win the Ohio <laughs> Cup. What are you going to do? What are you going to win this year? There's still maybe, three more. Maybe the World Series. <laughs> yeah. That's what A couple you playoff get. games. All right. Let's, uh, let's dive into Would You Rather. Would you rather keep Homo Bailey in the rotation or release him and move on? Remember, you got to pay him $28 million after this year. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Like, you look at the numbers and you're like, oh, well, maybe it's under $20 million. It's $23 million next year, and it's a $5 million buyout the next season. So they're on the hook for nearly $30 million. And I thought Doug Gray brought up a good point there on Homer Bailey. Maybe ownership's like, hey, he's going to be in the rotation when he's healthy. Maybe that's the case. I wouldn't put it past him. Um, but reality is it depends on how you feel about Stevenson. I want to see Stevenson, but it's easy for me to say that behind this microphone. I'm not watching him every day. I'm not interacting with him every day. What if he's a real jerk? What, what, if he, what if he doesn't work hard? What if he has zero work ethic? What if he has all the talent in the world, but it's just not working for the Reds organization? They know better than I do. So, look, if you need a fifth starter, and Bailey, you have to pay him regardless, I'd rather you keep him around, especially if the idea is to potentially trade a guy like Robert Stevenson. That being said, I want to see Stevenson. So uh, I, I don't have the, the inside info there. Maybe we'll get it at some point. But the idea that Stevenson's going to sit in AAA and Homer Bailey's going to be up here, there's got to be more to it than that. So I'd rather see Stevenson. That being said, if they, they're low on him for some reason and they, they're just not having it or they don't buy in, I'd rather Homer Bailey be up here than some guy who isn't ready. Well, well the way I see it is you paid him and you're trying to move on to the next step. Homer seems to be like you're looking in the past. Yeah, I, just, I totally agree. That, let's that, move forward. And that was my reaction yesterday when Nick Kroll told this to, to Bobby Nightingale of the Enquirer. I was like, there's no way I want Homer up here. But then you take a step back and you look at it and you think about it, and it's they know more than I do about Robert Stevenson. It, they're clearly lower on him than we are. I, like Even though he pitched six innings the other day in AAA and had 12 strikeouts, maybe there's something there. Maybe they, they want to move him. Maybe they're just not high on him, and maybe they don't buy into him at all. And it, it just to me, it just says so much. It speaks volumes about Stevenson that the Reds are going to promote Bailey after these next two starts, rehab starts in AAA, back to the rotation when they got a former top pitching prospect in their organization and they don't have an answer on whether or not he, he can be good. Maybe they do think they have their answer. And that, to me, sucks because I wanted it to be the other way around and I wanted him to work out. I mean, you do promote the better player, but it just seems like they're looking backwards with that. James, would you rather the Reds trade Scooter Jeanette or Nick Senzel this year? Yeah, yeah it's, it, this is a tough call. And it, honestly, it's going to boil down to how close do the Reds think they are. 
do they think they can contend for a playoff spot next year if they take a, a step back hitting-wise at second base? Nick Senzel isn't going to come up here next year and hit 320. I, I'm just realistically, it's his first major league season. We've seen it with Jesse Winker this year. He's going to have some up and down, ups and downs, and that's fine. But where's the team at? I don't think the team is as close as most people are, are thinking right now. They're hot recently. I think they're a little farther away. I would take the long view. There's a reason they drafted Nick Senzel. They, they drafted him to come up here and make an impact sooner rather than later. Unless you just get some crazy pitching, starting pitching prospect or starting pitcher that can come in next year and be your ace in return for Nick Senzel, I would trade Scooter Jeanette. Uh, I, I wouldn't invest a bunch of money in him. I like Scooter. I'm one of Scooter's biggest fans. Uh, I've gotten into debates with Milwaukee Brewers fans about him because I, I think he's really good. That being said, I don't think his value is going to get any higher. And what do I pay him or do I keep around a top prospect in the organization that you drafted in the first round, that you drafted to play in the infield for years to come, it's the latter. So I would rather them trade uh, Scooter Jeanette. See, the one thing about trades is you don't get rid of a player if you can't replace him. And you can replace Scooter Jeanette. Yeah, I mean, you got your top prospect plays that position. And he used to play third. Obviously, Suarez isn't moving from third. Uh, so in, in a perfect world, maybe you keep both in Suarez and uh, – Senzel can play in the outfield, but I don't know if that's the case. And and I'm not moving. Here's the other thing. I'm not going to move a guy like Senzel, who's promising in the infield, back to to the outfield where he might not be as good for a guy who might hit 270 next year. Like I I think that the idea of Scooter Jeanette still hitting 300 or above next season, and I've doubted him all year this year. I doubted him last year some. I, I just don't think that's the case. That being said, if they did it and Scooter Jeanette hit 295 and Senzel came in and played out the outfield well with Jesse Winker and Scott Shebler, well, then I'd eat my words. So it's, it's really interesting to see what the Reds do moving forward. Right. It's the, it's the perfect example of are you buyers or are you sellers? Yeah, absolutely. We're playing Would You Rather today here on Cincy 360. I'm James Erpine. Mo out. He's uh, Jimmy Sandy filling in, asking the questions. What do we got next, Jimmy? James, would you rather the Reds extend Matt Harvey or Billy Hamilton? This is the hardest would you rather maybe ever. Because I want him to trade both guys. I, I do, and I like Billy Hamilton. I thought, I, heck, Mo makes fun of me because I called him a star a couple of years ago. But he is. I mean, the most casual fans are like, hey, who's that really fast guy who makes plays on defense all of the time? Like, people know who he is without even knowing his name. That, to me, says star. That being said, I think he's got more value elsewhere. I don't think that the, this, t- like, is he a part of the, the long-term solution? And I don't, I don't think the answer is yes. He's, he's been great. He's entertained us. He's struggled at the plate, but on defense and obviously on the bases, it's entertaining as hell, and he's hot right now. Uh, but, but I don't know if I want Billy Hamilton around long-term. That being said, we just talked about Homer Bailey. I'm not investing in a guy like Matt Harvey who's had injury issues who's put together five good starts, and now all of a sudden we're going to invest money in him. So here's the reality. You're talking about Matt Harvey, who's going to be 30, uh, a guy who's probably one of the better free agent pitchers to be. I mean, if you look at that free agent class for Harvey, th- there's not many free agents out there better than Harvey. Uh, I'm going to roll with Billy. If I had to extend one, it would be Billy. It would be a short-term deal, and it's tough for me to say that just because I think – 
Matt Harvey isn't taking a one-year deal next year. He's going to want two to three years. I'd rather have Billy for the next two to three years than I would Matt Harvey because at least I know Billy's going to do something great. He's going to be great on defense three years from now. I don't know if Matt Harvey's going to be great at anything three, three years from now, so I'll, stay, I'll say Billy. I mean, how long are you going to give Billy a chance to prove that he can play baseball? I mean, he's – every year you're like, well, maybe he'll step up, maybe he'll step up, and he, and he has never done it yet. No, and I don't think he's going to. He's a 230, 240 hitter. He's going to get on base 30% of the time. That's what he is. But at least he's a great outfielder. At least he's great around the bases. And if you extend him, it's not like if you get good and you find another center fielder, it's not like you can't bring him in off the bench. With Matt Harvey, he's either one of your five starters or he's not. I don't want him to be – heck, again, I would rather Robert Stevenson start for them later this year than a guy like Matt Harvey. Hopefully they deal him. So if I had to pick one to extend, it would be Billy, even though there's no way – I would consider extending either one. Billy obviously has another year of arbitration next season. Matt Harvey, a free agent at the end of this year. Matt Harvey was playing ugh, when he was in New York. He came <laughs> to Cincinnati and started playing good. Maybe this is his city. James, ESPN says Hugh Jackson and Joe Flacco are both on the hot seat heading to 2018. Who would you rather be, Jackson or Flacco? Flacco. This ain't even close for me. Flacco like, got paid. Like, Well, the reality is this. There is a quarterback shortage in the NFL. Mm-hmm. teams need quarterbacks mm-hmm. Joe Flacco if he plays well this year I don't give a damn if it's in Baltimore or somewhere else he's going to get paid mm-hmm. Alex Smith is making a bunch of money this year he made money last year and he made money the year before that a guy like Joe Flacco if he plays well this year will start next year for a team he will get paid well and by well I mean like 20 million dollars per and that's the reality if Hugh Jackson flames out this year in Cleveland he will never have a head coaching job again I believe that and, and I feel bad. I, I've been one of the biggest Hugh defenders ever. Uh, but the, he went 1-15, oh, 0-16. Oh, um, obviously, we know how things ended in Oakland. I don't think he would get a third chance. Joe Flacco, even if he doesn't play well this year, is going to get another chance. I think he will start somewhere next year. He might not get paid, but he'll start somewhere next year. So I would much rather be Joe Flacco. I do agree, though. Both are on the hot seat. That's the reality. And, and Flacco, I think, gets a bad rap. Uh, to a certain degree, because he hasn't had much around him. Seriously, he hasn't had much around him since that Super Bowl. That being said, I would much rather be Flacco. Well, maybe last year, but the Browns made their team better and Baltimore made their team worse. This past year? This offseason. No way. Baltimore's better. Baltimore's better. They've gotten him some wide receivers finally. They're they're not necessarily great wide receivers. There's no A.J. Green on Baltimore. But Michael Crabtree, John Bratt, they've gotten some guys that are Better than what he had. 35 years old. Which, which shows how bad it was around Flacco. Like Chris Moore, who I like, went to UC, was his deep threat last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's, he's a solid NFL player, and that's fine. I hope he gets another contract. He's still on his rookie deal. But, but the idea that Flacco's had all these weapons or, or been underwhelming. Like he's been underwhelming, I think, partially because there isn't much around him. There's nobody around him in Baltimore right now. <laughs> One of the last one, James, one of the Bengals' biggest unknowns heading into training camp is what are they going to do about backup quarterback? Would you rather them stand pat with what they have or go out and sign or trade for a veteran? I, I think they – and there's not many guys out there to sign, maybe a Derek Anderson, Matt Moore. Those are the two I keep mentioning on my Locked on Bengals podcast. I think that the idea of trading for someone makes a lot of sense, so I would rather them at least entertain the idea. Look, I don't want Matt Barkley to be the guy. Like, if Dalton gets hurt now, Matt Barkley's going to lead them to what? 
to last place in the AFC North. <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to be mean. That's just the reality of it, all right? Like, let's be honest here. Uh, Jeff Driscoll, fine. He was a third-string guy. W- what is he going to bring? Logan Woodside, no, no thank you. He's a seventh-round pick. There's no way he's the backup. So, to me, uh, I, I would rather them trade for someone. And here's a quarterback that's going to probably be available. You want one? You want a name? Teddy Bridgewater. He's going to be available. He's, yep. he's with the Jets right now. The Jets have two other quarterbacks, Josh McCown, the mentor, and then obviously they drafted the kid out of uh, USC. Uh, what's his name? Um, not Matt Barkley, who's also out of USC. Sam Darnold. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how I forgot his name, but Sam Darnold's going to start for them. So Teddy Bridgewater expendable. That being said, you're going to have to give up a premium pick to get Bridgewater. I think there'll be a market for him. So who knows? I think that ultimately the Bengals stand pat, but I would love for them to upgrade at backup i appreciate that he's jimmy sandy that was would you rather up next one national radio host isn't buying in to the 2018 Bengals. you'll hear him and his logic in quick hits next i'm james erpine mo out today this is cincy 360 cincy 360 continues on espn 1530 cincinnati sports station i'm james erpine mo out today speaking of mo he's out today at 305 I'm in for him. We will do some Reds. A lot of Bengals on tap as well. Joe Goodberry of The Athletic going to join me. Jeff Hobson, Bengals.com, going to join me. Training camp two weeks away. Two weeks away from today. So we will do some Bengals. The Reds are off today. So I figured we could talk some Reds. We could do some trade deadline, and we will. Chad Dotson, RedLegNation.com, going to join me as well. We're guest heavy. Plus, instead of my hot takes today at 533, you're going to get most. So make sure you stay tuned for that at 305. It's time for Cincy 360 Quick Hits on ESPN 1530. Quick Hits is a service of Rumpke Restoration. Have water damage? Need your carpets cleaned? Has a flooded basement? Left a mess? Go to RumpkeRestores.com. And I put this on the blog at ESPN1530.com slash James. Colin Cowherd isn't buying into the 2018 Cincinnati Bengals. Here's why. It kind of feels, even though I've supported Marvin Lewis, it kind of feels like they need a reboot. Andy Dalton, meh. Marvin Lewis, like him, but man, he's been there a long time. Their schedule really tough in the first month. At Andrew Luck, Baltimore, at Cam and the Panthers, at Mott Ryan and the Falcons. They could start out 0-4. I like their defensive line. Don't trust their back seven. By the way, Pac-Man Jones just got into an airport brawl uh, today, so yeah, we'll see how that plays out. They can't beat the Steelers. Last 10 times they played them, they're 1-9. and nine. That's Colin Cowherd, that entire thing. That was just a snippet of it, uh, that entire thing on my blog at ESPN1530.com. I, I don't have a, a ton of time. We're up against it here. I will say this about what he said, uh, and I'll talk more about it today at 3.05. Didn't we all back in January say Marvin Lewis had run his course? Weren't a lot of fans back in January or during the season last year saying, Andy Dalton couldn't get it done. A lot of people were offended, and I know he said the Pac-Man Jones thing, and obviously it was clear he thought Adam Jones was still on the Bengals. But take that out of it. What did he say that you didn't feel six months ago? I get it now. We're feeling optimistic. The season's here. They did make some changes on the coaching staff, and they made some good moves that I don't think anybody can argue with. That being said, I do see where he's coming from. Again, Colin Cowherd picked the Bengals to finish last in the AFC North. Let's continue with quick hits. And Hall of Fame, or the Hall of Fame, isn't even going to mention Terrell Owens at the induction ceremony. They're going to mail him his gold jacket. This is stupid. 
not because of them. I get it. They're not acknowledging him. It's a way to clap back at T.O. for saying he's not going to show up. T.O., just go. Just go to the damn ceremony. Stop doing this nonsense. Like, it's just, it's so silly, and he's going to regret it when he's 75 years old. Uh, you know the LeBron James mural? Jimmy, you'll pro- you might enjoy this since you're a Cavs fan. LeBron James mural in L.A. was erased by the original artist after multiple cases of vandalism. People kept vandalizing it, kept vandalizing it, kept vandalizing it. People are stupid. That's what that means. I'm not trying to be mean or anything. I'm just going to be honest. It was a really good piece of art. I don't care that LeBron didn't win a title in L.A. I keep seeing that. Oh, he hasn't won a title yet. Why should he get? It's the side of a building in L.A. Who cares? It looked awesome. You know how cool it would be if down, and maybe there is one of them downtown. Like there was a, a painting of Joey Votto somewhere. That would be awesome. What does he want? He's won an MVP, but what does he want in Cincinnati as far as championships go? So let's stop it here. It would be really cool. I, I just hate that the original artist who spent hours and hours of doing it had to paint over it. There's pictures all over the Internet if you want to check those out. And um, I thought that this was, uh, this was interesting. ESPN says Antonio Brown or Ben Roethlisberger both got two votes, will be MVP of the AFC North. Jimmy, you'll like this. I think the dark horse, the dark horse for MVP of the AFC North, the guy that just – has the biggest impact and changes games, I think he might be Cleveland. I think it could be Josh Gordon. He's finally got a quarterback that can force-feed him the ball. Uh, The people I've talked to in Cleveland say he's in crazy shape. I don't know, man. He's got a lot to prove, and I'm not saying Cleveland's going to win 10 games or anything, but if Cleveland wins six or seven games, I think a big reason why is Josh Gordon is dominant like he was back in 2020. 13. I'm James Rapine. This is Cincy 360. We'll get to one tweet real quick at James Rapine on Twitter. Steven says, why do either have to be moved? Move Suarez to his natural position of shortstop, promote Senzel to third base and keep Scooter at second. Here's why that doesn't make sense. The Reds have already told you they don't think Suarez can play short. Otherwise, they wouldn't have had Nick Senzel playing shortstop at spring training. That's why they did that. They're moving around Senzel to figure out where he can play and where he fits in the big. So I just I don't think they think that Suarez can play shortstop every day. And I know he did a little bit in the minors. I think they're going to keep him right where he is at third base. And he's playing really well there, obviously, so I wouldn't move him. Thank you so much for listening today. Back at it at two in two hours and eight minutes. I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening. Like I said, we'll be back at it tomorrow at noon for Cincy 360. The Stephen A. Smith Show is next on ESPN 1530. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.